the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. Smooth like butter, sweet like honey. Looks so good like she made of money. She's blonde, five foot two, and 102 pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. It's a woman's world. Woo! It's Friday night. Yes, indeed, it is Friday night. And it is a woman's world. And before I kick off the show tonight, I got to dedicate tonight's show to an amazing woman who just happens to be my best friend of many years. I'm not even going to tell you how many years, because then you'll know how old I am. But uh, let's just say we've been besties since we were young and stupid. And in some ways, we're still stupid when we get together. Um, but my show is dedicated tonight to my best woman, my sorority sister, my sister by choice. I couldn't love her more if we shared the same DNA. And uh, her name is Liz. And Liz, if you're listening, I love you so much from the bottom of my heart. Tonight's for you. Thinking of you. It is her birthday, by the way. So um, that's why I'm dedicating the show to her tonight. Okay. That being said, I should be in a better mood since it's my bestie's birthday. But, you know... (laughs) (laughs) There's so much crazy stories to give to you guys tonight from the leaking, lying Republican Party establishment. So later on in the show, we're going to talk about why are so many meat and food plants being burned down to just all kinds of manner of crazy. After the the next break here, we're going to be telling you guys about what country has become the first in, in the Western world to start that social credit score app. Say what? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Y'all thought that was just for China, right? Y'all thought that was just, you know, something was going to happen over with the CCP. Oh, no, that was always on its way to uh, Western, the the Western Hemisphere and uh, the West. And so we're going to chat about that. Of course, Friday also means uh, Bob Walters is going to be here. Do not think, if y'all been thinking that because Florida passed the parental rights bill, that school school districts across the country were going to start backing off and start getting in line and actually teaching again. Bob Walters will be here with his weekly report on what's actually happening out there in the schools. Fortunately, people are becoming more aware and with that becoming active and pushing back. So great, great show for you guys tonight. And of course, we always love when you are a part of it. If you want to call in live, 888-344-1170. I didn't have a particularly clever social question. Yesterday, people were like all excited when I asked what kind of, you know, what weird food do you eat or food that you love that other people is weird. Um, I, I did put a question out on social media today that I would be really interested in hearing. And I haven't been much on, the, so I don't even know who responded today, but. Uh, Sarah Palin has said that if Trump asked her to be the VP on the ticket in 2024, she would take it. And I'd love to hear from you guys and what you think about that. 888-344-1170. Before I go any further and then even get into my opening topic of the day, I got to bring in my best man. He's actually my work husband. And it is DJ Potato Skins. Unanimous potato. That's the rare unanimous potato. DJ Potato Skins. DJ Potato Skins. 
Well, I will say that uh, Palin as VP would be a great choice, Andrea. As of right now, um, I'm not backing Trump for 24. I would rather see DeSantis not liking some of the comments from Trump. Well, I think that, uh, you know, we had Kurt Schlichter on the show last week from Town Hall, and he said that that he right now Trump is still his guy. He thinks that he wants to see Trump primary, though, because he thinks that that will that will forge him like like iron and fire, force him to uh, be held uh, and to question. Trump doesn't like to lose. He doesn't like to lose. And I think if he's primaried, it will force him to be held to account to some things that didn't necessarily weren't necessarily the best actions to take when he was president, force him to maybe shift his position on some things going into 2024. Um, we um, played clips of his interview with Piers Morgan, and he's, I think he's, one of the things that was most brilliant of him in 2015 when he came down the escalators and started talking about and got people to chant, started talking about the open border and got people to chant, build a wall and lock her up was that it showed that he had his finger on the pulse of voters in this country, Republican, Democrat and independent. His continued push on the shots in the, particularly in the manner in which he's pushing them out like he did with Piers Morgan is not based in data. It's not based in facts. He's trying to claim a win that is not considered a win by many that are Democrats, Republican and independents. He also. Um, it has made some mistakes when it came to staffing. It was it, when he was when it was 2015 and 2016. Nobody expected him to win. He was an outsider coming in without a machine around him. He did not have. He was not like George W. Bush and Mitt Romney, where quite frankly they were same as Democrats. And so the establishment media, the establishment Republican. If Romney had won, it would have been the same people in place that had been in, in place when W. was there. And he didn't have a machine to take with him. And so he made some mistakes in terms of not cleaning house right away. He should have fired Comey day one. He should have fired Jeff Sessions when he recused himself. There was a lot of, he didn't route out the deep state like he needed to. He surrounded himself. He thought he needed to build a coalition through Reince Priebus and the Republican establishment. A lot of mistakes he made, but they were understandable at the time because he had to go in and try to, try to run a country without an, a machine as an outsider going behind him. He now has time to correct that mistake, to not be surrounded, to not cozy up to the uniparty system. And to not apologize. Well, right, because, and that's where I'm going, because, you know, he has, he, he needed to learn from his mistakes and indicate on the campaign trail that he's going to correct those mistakes. And a major one is trusting those within the uniparty and the swamp. He had people chanting drain the swamp, continuing to cozy up with those in the swamp, I don't think is a good campaign strategy. Case in point, Kevin McCarthy. Kevin McCarthy denied ever saying that he was going to ask Trump to resign from office, denied having said it. Then the audio recordings are released, and we're going to play this for you, and then we're going to give our response as well as what Donald Trump had to say. Liz, you on the phone? Yeah, I'm here. Thanks, Kevin. Um, I guess there's a question. When, when we were talking about the 25th Amendment resolution, um, yeah. and you asked if, if, you know, what happens if it gets there after he's gone, is, is there any chance, are you hearing that he might resign? Is there any reason to think that might happen? I've had a few discussions. My gut tells me no. Um, I'm seriously thinking of having that conversation with him tonight. I haven't talked to him in a couple of days. Um, from what I know of him, I mean, you guys all know him too. Do you think he'd ever back away? But what, what I think I'm going to do is I'm going to call him 
my, this, this is what I think. Um, no one will pass the house. I think there's a chance he'll pass the Senate even when he's gone. Um, and I think there's a lot of different ramifications for that. Now, I haven't had a discussion with the Dems that if he did design, would it not happen? Now, this is one personal fear I have. Um, I do not want to get into any conversations about Pence pardoning anything like that. I mean, the only discussion I would have with him is that I think this will pass, and it would be my recommendation we should do that. Um, I mean, that would be my take, but I don't think he would take it, but I don't know. Wow. Um, A lot that jumps out at me there. First of all, Trump's response uh, to this was unacceptable in my mind because this was not an affront on Donald Trump. This is an affront on 75 million of his voters of what they were talking about here. Trump's response was, oh, they realized they were wrong and supported me. Who is they? This man, Kevin McCarthy, was on the phone with Liz Cheney. Liz Cheney supported him? No, Liz Cheney voted to impeach him. Liz Cheney set up an impeachment of him after January 6th, right? So no, who is who is who is they? And this has been about a hundred percent. This is just a continuation of the insurrection and the coup attempts against Donald Trump since he came down the escalator. And at no point did the Republican Party do anything to stop it, do anything to protect. And every bit of it was about trying to stop him from being elected in 2016 or to remove him from office in 2017, 2018, 2019, 2020. In January 2021, whether it was the, uh, and I talked about this ad nauseum, but you know what it bears repeating, whether it was the crossfire hurricane, Russian collusion, the, the insurance policy, whether it was the Bob Mueller phony investigation, the Ukrainian whistleblower impeachment, every, now the January 6th, it was all about stopping him from getting elected, removing him from office, stopping him from being able to run from office again. They're talking, the, the, everybody's talking in, about this, this clip. And all that was not even about Donald Trump. That was about the fact that an outsider came in to upset the uniparty system, right? Because they had, the uniparty had it, and and Peggy Noonan even talked about this years ago, that this is, it's become us versus them, the elites versus the peasants. This This isn't about Donald Trump. This is about us. So you know what, Mr. Trump? We're not good. We're not good here. Because we've had people thrown into the gulag, right, and denied bail because they question the outcome of the election. But, but even more important than what a lot of people are focusing on with this audio recording is the fact that he was going to ask Trump to resign. If you really listen to the conversation, it's really all about the 25th Amendment. Hey, uh, Liz, hey, it's me. Yeah. Hey, do you have a chance to talk? Where are we at with this 25th Amendment thing? The 25th Amendment? Basically, this conversation was about, can we use, is, it, it, does he know about the 25th Amendment and can we use it to get him to resign? And we know that it can pass the House. Do you think it can pass the Senate? Have you talked to the Democrats? We've got clips to play for you tonight. You've heard clips. You know how bad Joe Biden is and how, uh, how cognitive, the man couldn't even do an Easter hunt without having some handler dressed up as, as an Easter bunny. And at no point is Liz Cheney talked about the 25th Amendment. The first time the 25th Amendment was brought up to remove Donald J. Trump from office, it was early into 2017 involving the FBI and the assistant of the uh, I, I, the acting uh, Attorney General, Rod Rosenstein. 
that they were literally, he was going to wear a wire and go in and try to find something they could use to remove him from office. This is the Republican Party. This is the guy who wants to be Speaker of the House, and he's talking about how he's going to have conversations with Democrats about invoking the 25th Amendment after he even leaves office voting on it. And Trump's good with that? I'm not good with it. Every bit of this is about denying 75 million people their representation. 75 million people voted for him in office in 2016, and more than that voted in 2020. In fact, there's no way that Biden won because there's no way that Trump increased his voting base with Hispanics, increased the votes from women, increased the votes from African-Americans, and then ended up with less. None of this makes sense, and they know it. And just like the Ukrainian whistleblower impeachment was about pulling the trigger on that to cover up the crimes of Joe Biden, all this January 6th crap and nonsense is about covering up the election fraud that took place and about denying anybody and and persecuting and prosecuting anybody who dares to question the outcome. Trump dared to go there and try to find out what happened with the Biden family in Ukraine, and they sought to persecute him and, and throw him out of office as a result. And that's what they're trying to do here. I'm not okay with this. In fact, this isn't the first time, supposedly, that Kevin McCarthy has lied about something and there's a recording about it. We're going to take a break. We come back. We're going to talk about that. What do you guys think? Do you think we should be good? Do you think do you think it's Trump's good with Kevin McCarthy that we should be good with it? 888-344-1170. Andrea K. here on the Andrea K. Show on AIM 1170. News, politics, and current events. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to the Andrea K Show. 888-344-1170 is the number if you want to call in. Before the break, I was talking about this Kevin McCarthy leaked phone call. And um, I don't care that I was asking you guys, what do you think? Should he be forgiven? Uh, Trump may be forgiving, but I'm not. I'm not I'm not forgiving the way that we don't even have answers. We've got this January 6th commission that um, is asking for everything that they can to try to steamroll and persecute and prosecute uh, all Republicans like Marjorie Taylor Greene, but we don't have any answers as to the Capitol Police that opened the doors. Why why Nancy Pelosi denied additional requests for security? Who told them to move barricades back and open doors? Um, who is Ray Epps? Um, we, we know that there were some people that did some things that shouldn't have been done, um, but they didn't deserve to be thrown into a, a gulag and denied bail and denied medical treatment. Right. I don't want to I, I don't want I'm not I'm not forgiving of a Republican Party that is partnered with the Democrats to persecute and prosecute and paint 75 million Trump supporters as domestic terrorists because they question the outcome of an election. 888-344-1170. Uh, in fact, Marjorie Taylor Greene. Uh, I was going to pull some clips. Skins and I talked about it. We were going to pull some clips from the trial hearing, but the, the clips that you get just really don't, you can't really get the full context of what's going on. So she's, she's being, and this is one reason why I'm not forgiving McCarthy for having those conversations. Would, would Liz Cheney right now be a part of this committee and what they're, what they're doing to American citizens and, and, and what they're, what they're trying to do to Trump if, if Kevin McCarthy wasn't in on it? No, I, I, I can't forgive the way the Republicans are partnering with the Democrats to destroy this country, right? Where, did the Republicans go to the Democrats and say, hey, what are you doing supporting this Black Lives Matter and Antifa? situation. Hey, how dare some D.C. mayor, when buildings are being burned down and people being murdered across this country, be allowed to paint BLM, Black Lives Matter, on the street? 
Now, the Republicans came up with Juneteenth Day, right? No, I'm not, for, I'm not forgiving of those that are actively working with communists to destroy this nation. And so what they've done with this January 6th is not just try to persecute Trump, but anybody else that they can, including Marjorie Taylor Greene, because it's not really about Trump. It's about MAGA. So who is the most MAGA of any of the Congress people, even more than Andy Biggs? Marjorie Taylor Greene. So they have found some obscure Civil War um, amendment that they can use against her. And it's it's some, um, and somebody posted this today, an attorney, the case revolves around a civil war era provision of the 14th amendment, which says that any American official, which takes an oath to uphold the constitution is disqualified from holding any future office. If they quote engaged in an insurrection or rebellion against the same or given aid or comfort to the enemies thereof does, uh, that ain't applying to Trump or Marjorie Taylor Greene. I'd say that that applies to Barack Obama and his FBI and his DOJ during Crossfire Hurricane lying, lying to FISA courts in order to illegally spy on American citizens. We had an FBI and a DOJ that sat back and allowed Hillary Clinton to violate the Espionage Act. We had to pull assets out of Yemen because she was transferring classified information from her private server. Who remembers that? Aid and comfort to the enemy. Let's talk about Benghazi and the fast and furious of the Middle East over there running guns to Al Qaeda over there. There's all kinds. The insurrection already laid out in terms of the FBI and the DOJ. Elected officials involved there. Right? This is about, but this is how hard the Dems fight. Right, Skins? And we need a Republican candidate for 2024, and we need elected officials in the Republican that are willing to fight as hard as they are. And they fight 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Oh, heck yeah, they do. And, and they, we don't. And we don't. No, we forgive. This is like after Kavanaugh was destroyed, and he was so persecuted and accused of gang-raping girls— that, that uh, you know, he lost his, he wasn't able to coach girls basketball anymore. He, pe- people wanted to remove his kids from his home. And the Senate and, and people like Kamala Harris and Cory Booker violated Senate rules, if not the law, in the way that th- that was handled. And what did, what did Mitch McConnell say afterwards? And we just asked, hey, are you going to go after member these, these people of the Senate that did this to him? Oh, no, this is just how it goes. You know, we bump elbows. And then, you know, when it's all over, we move on. Oh, no, the left doesn't. This is why we're here, because the Republicans won't fight. In fact, that brings me back to Kevin McCarthy. He lied, right, and said that he had never said, uh, never had a conversation about asking Trump to resign. Well, he's also said he was accused by a book of, um, well, let me backtrack. You obviously, y'all know how big tech has been censoring uh, conservatives banning them. There was one way that we could have possibly be tackled it, and Trump wanted it, and it was the removal of, I think, the protections called uh, the 230. And um, in order to get the, the coronavirus bill, and Trump didn't want, and this is as he's leaving office, he didn't want, wasn't going to sign on to any more coronavirus relief if they didn't add in that to, to, he wanted this the removal of the 230 protections for big tech. He wanted that to be a part of the bill. And the Republicans took it out. So the Republicans, they know the situation going on with big tech. They pretend that they care about your free speech. Kevin McCarthy, according to this book, but they really don't, because according to this book, 
He is quoted as saying diversity of, of opinion is the lifeblood of our democracy. And yet that fundamental American value is under assault by big tech entities that have amassed more power and more control over more speech than any other institution. He has said um, this was in a statement after Marjorie Taylor Greene was suspended. But according to um, these New York Times authors, Jonathan Martin and Alex Burns, who have a book coming out, they're saying that according to them, that McCarthy has has actually said that he wanted social media companies to strip more Republicans of their accounts, like Twitter and Facebook had done to Trump. Quote, this is, they're quoting McCarthy here. Can't they take their Twitter accounts away too? He's quoted as saying, well, McCarthy's spokesperson denies saying it, saying that uh, McCarthy, quote, never said that particular members should be supported, uh, should be removed from Twitter. Well, I mean, do you believe him? Why would we believe him? Why would we believe McCarthy? The Republican Party did nothing. They've, they've known about the censor- censorship of Trump, Marjorie Taylor Greene, and others. They've known how American citizens are being doxxed, being, being persecuted, losing their jobs. They've known this, and they, and they had an opportunity to protect the American citizens, and they didn't. They re- that, you hit the nail around the head. They refused to do anything about it. Right. Because the Republicans are part of the, by, by and large, the establishment are, uh, you know, are all uh, the, uh, the Democrats and Republicans are in lockstep together. They enjoy all the benefits. The Republicans actually, I think, prefer to be in the minority because then they can go out and fundraise and pr- make all these promises on the campaign trail. Like, oh, yeah, we're going to protect your free speech and, um, you know, we're going to we're going to do this for you and we're going to do that for you. And and then, you know, when it comes time to deliver, oh, you know, just give us just give us control. We can't get that done because we don't have control. Well, we just saw what happened when they had control. They had the White House, House of Representatives and the Senate. They had everything. And Trump couldn't even get five million dollars to build a stinking wall. Couldn't even get five mil to build a wall. It's crazy. Um, I know. I, 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 this is one question I've been wanting to put out to you guys before we take a break. And then we're going to come back and we're going to talk to Bob Walters for his weekly education segment. Th- this video is going viral of Mike Tyson on the plane. Did you see this video, Skins? Yeah, I did. We were going to play the audio, but the audio by itself doesn't really do justice. I did, yeah. Right. And... um I'm kind of torn on this because Tyson had put out a statement a couple of years ago saying all you people on social media have just gotten too, too comfortable um, thinking you can, you know, uh, treat people however you want and be as disrespectful as you want without getting punched in the face. He said that a couple of weeks ago, um, a couple of years ago. So then evidently on a plane. Yeah, I could. We, I, we listened to the audio earlier. I couldn't really tell what was going on. Um, but this guy, I guess, is drunk, and I couldn't tell. Some, they were talking about something about mushrooms. He he's, gets in the seat behind uh, Mike Tyson. He starts talking about mushrooms or something or whatever, and his friend's trying to egg him on. And then finally, this goes on for a while, evidently, until Mike Tyson. Now, remember, isn't Tyson the dude that bit a dude's ear off? He was. You're going to get up behind a dude that is that is so fierce. He, at one time, he was the greatest you know, heavyweight champion time. in the of all time. Who's so bad blank that he bit a dude's ear off? Was it Evander Holyfield? I believe so. That's who you're going to get up and harass in a plane? Not smart. No. Just ask Robin Givens. <laughs> if you think that you should be poking that bear, right? So then sure enough, Tyson gets up. I don't even think he said a word. And he starts pummeling this dude. I mean, he's like 
owning this dude. So then the the dude's friend takes a picture of him afterwards and does like a before and after, um, which was pretty hilarious. But here's my question for you guys. There's lots of people who are like, look, they, this dude got what he deserved. And I'm like, how can I support that when I came out against Will Smith and said, look, there's no amount of uh, you, you you have the right to feel whatever anger you feel. Your the possession of the emotion of anger doesn't give you the right to be violent. So I want to hear from I, you. No, guys. I agree with you. Did he get what he deserved? No, but was it smart? Yeah, it wasn't smart either. Yeah, eight 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 three four four eleven seventy. We're going to talk to Bob Walters when we come back. So we hope you'll stick around. This is the Andrea K Show on AM eleven seventy. The Answer San Diego. Andrea Kay, the donut queen of San Diego. It's the Andrea Kay Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to the Andrea Kay Show. This Friday night edition, it's Friday, fun day. Before the break, we were talking about, uh, actually right before the break, I was asking you guys, what do you think about this Mike Tyson beat down on the airplane? 888-344-1170. Speaking of a beat down, my man Bob Walters every week gives a beat down on the schools and what's happening around there. Not really. He's really too nice of a guy, but I'm trying to segue somehow from talking about (laughs) Mike Tyson. Hey, my dear friend, welcome back. Good to be here. Thank you. What's on on your plate this week? What you got? I got some good news. Um, Kentucky legislators overrode the governor's veto and thus made law the ban on transgender athletes playing in women's sports. It's just crazy. ACLU, of course, condemned this action, saying it injures the rights of transgender people. But actually, Kentucky is now the 15th state to pass such a law, which is good. It's awesome. Um, Only about 35 more to go or 37 if you're Barack Obama. I know. Uh, But (laughs) yeah, he he didn't even know the number of states before there was Common Core. But no, that's good. And we we just need more states to to get on that bandwagon, do right by the kids. And then you got Loudoun County school officials could face criminal charges from the grand jury for rape cover-up. Ooh. There's, yeah, there's, at the direction of the governor, there is a grand jury investigation investigating this incident of a transgender boy raping a girl in the girl's bathroom at that school and then being transferred to another school where he did it again. The superintendent of school there, Scott Ziegler, denied there had ever been a rape at the school when he pushed for progressive transgender bathroom policy. So now he's being charged with a criminal offense if the grand jury finds that he violated the law. Well, there should be accountability because there, there was an old uh, documentary years or years ago called the lemon dance. And that was where uh, school districts would just move around bad teachers, even ones that abuse children. Right. And th- that's, th- that's kind of what they did here. The lemon dance. Let's take this bad lemon this rapist kid and just we'll just go put him in another school there should be some accountability for the fact that those that made that decision ended up causing severe trauma on a child who will never be the same never be the same these are the people that are hysterical these lefties hysterical about desantis and his parental rights bill pretending that they care about kids they don't care about the kids no they don't you got florida though who did reject dozens of math books for containing critical race theory and other indoctrinating concepts. 41% of all math books intended for school use were rejected by the governor's office. You know, I've, I actually read the content of some of these books, and it's amazing that a math book is filled with all kinds of left-wing 
indoctrination comments throughout the book when they're post teaching how to do math, you know, addition and a subtraction. <laughs> Crazy. I couldn't believe it. So they got rid of almost 41 of the books, 41% of them. Well, good. Uh, you know, I think um, I think I saw this story earlier this week, and the publishers were given given notice that they were not going to allow in the state of Florida this CRT and this indoctrination crap in their school books. And then they tried to pu- push it out there anyway because that's what the left does. They don't respect boundaries. They don't res- respect rules, laws, or anything else. And so the Department of Education in Florida, true to what they said, rejected these books. And then the publishers tried to claim as though it was an accident. <laughs> you read what was in that. Uh, you know, uh, was it accidental? Anything you saw in that curriculum, Bob? No, it's very deliberate. I and mean, it was all kinds of graphs and charts. And it's just unbelievable. It's just I didn't know the math had gotten so deteriorated in the education process, but they obviously have. Well, we knew and we had reported you had reported here many times about how they were trying to claim that. Uh, math was racist, but it was more in, in the past. It was more from the context of it's unfair to have advanced classes, right? Or like AP math or AP English because it's, you know, it's it's not equitable. And um, but it wasn't really about how they were tr- turning the math problems themselves into little CRT equations. And that's what they've done here. And it's and it's shocking, really. Um, I read some. I read some excerpt that had to do with Maya Angelou and um, a math question talking about whether or not she was a stripper. I mean, this is this is insanity. It is. <clears throat> You're not teaching the kids math. I can guarantee you. Ah, it's pathetic. Anyway, an Ohio professor won four hundred thousand after suing the university over their demand that he use a student's preferred pronouns or be fired. <laughs> Hold on a second. (laughs) I so needed this good news. I needed this so bad. Okay, so I want to make sure I understand. So this teacher, did they fire him and then he filed a lawsuit? Correct. Okay, so so he refuses to use certain pronouns. They fire him and he files a lawsuit and he gets 400,000. That's a lot of money per pronoun. Yeah, it is. (laughs) But it's good news. It's great news. In a better direction with some court support. I love it. Then in responding to rampant sexualization and indoctrination in public schools, lawmakers across the nation are considering and even passing, quote, parent bills of right into state law. This includes Kansas and Georgia and a number of others. But the unions are fighting this tooth and nail, claiming that thousands of teachers, if this spreads to other states, will resign their jobs. Good. Good. Let Let them quit. Yeah. Sometimes the trash takes itself out. I mean, one of the things that we know from libs of TikTok, all these TikTok videos that this account pushed out was teachers with shocking videos of what they're doing in these classrooms. And um, we need to purge them out. We we need pretty much the entire nationwide school system to get a fleet enema of these people. We could lose a whole bunch of these teachers that are left wing radicals. Good, good. Uh, and college crazies, University, I've got some good news. The University of Chicago student Christopher Phillips took aim at the so-called disinformation conference held in Chicago at his school this past week. He called it basically a conference initiated to spread propaganda and all from one perspective. It was held, get ready for this, by high-profile journalists from CNN and even former President Obama. And yet it was under the banner of disinformation seminar to help students see the other side, which is a lie. Was Obama at this thing? 
He was. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Obama, who just said was it yesterday, I think it was, said, you know, I am just I'm I'm an absolutist when it comes to free speech, except he goes on to say um, you should you shouldn't have free speech on any of the social media platforms. By the way, I, here's a piece of good news. Obama and Michelle, Michelle, and they got booted from Spotify. They lost their Spotify podcast gig. Oh, wow. <laughs> good. Well, yeah, they were paying. They were paying the Obamas to like twenty five mil, and for eight only eight episodes, and they still didn't want to come and do their and do their appearances. Which reminds me, of back when he was in his uh, his coworkers at the University of Chicago said he was lazy back then. Dude's lazy. Oh, anyway, well, go on. Yeah, what he deserved. Mm-hmm. And here's some more good news: Hillsdale College, which is a very strong liberal or conservative college, is opening fifty charter schools in Tennessee to combat the woke public school curriculum for decades. Yeah. For decades, Hillsdale's has been the standard bearer in quality curriculum and in the preservation of American liberty and history. And they're opening 50 charter schools in the state of Tennessee, which is great. Well, that's what we need because a lot of people have the misconception that if it is a charter school that's still run by, you know, the public system or even private schools that you're automatically kids automatically getting a conservative or just a straight up traditional education. And it's not true. So we need schools to be run by outfits of education that we know that we can trust. And that's Hillsdale. I, I agree. Anyway, University of Wisconsin interim president James Henderson resigned earlier this month after the university announced it would offer students a campus free speech survey. Good thing that he's leaving. Why would he resi- why would he resign? Because they're just going to survey kids about their attitudes on free speech on campus. Well, yeah, he should go. Yeah, he Thanks. needs to go. Speaking of going, you need to ho- you need to hold on there, my friend, because we're going to take a skinny, tiny little break. And when we come back, we got more with Bob Walters. 888-344-1170 if you want to call in. But don't go anywhere. This is the Andrea K. Show on AM 1170, The Answer, San Diego. AK, Dynamite and Address, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, don't call her fake news. It's the Andrea K. Show on The Answer, San Diego. Welcome back to the Andrea K. Show. Don't call me. Don't call me just any old thing, but you can call me anytime. I never call her late for dinner. This is true. You know I'm never late for dinner. I'm never late for food. 888-344-1170. And if you want to call us 24 hours a day, we got a, we got a comment line for y'all. 844-814-5227. That's available to you 24 hours a day, seven days a week. You can also email me at andreakshow.com. I get lots of emails there every day with topic suggestions, guest suggestions, um, sometimes they're just blank because people just, I don't know what. But anyway, com. Continuing on with my buddy, Bob Walters, who's bringing us some decent good news. I'm starting to really see Bob Walters a shift. The left is still pushing hard to indoctrinate our kids. But I'm seeing more and more or hearing more and more when you come on that the balance of good news versus bad is shifting. Am I wrong? No, you're right. But I, I, now I'm going to have to address some of the things that are not too good. Oh, man. All right. I'm sorry. <laughs> Be aware of what's going on. Some of these are going to shock you. The National Council of Teachers of English published a position statement on Tuesday this week that it has decided reading books and writing essays is overrated and that it's time to decenter these traditional activities in all our schools. The new emphasis would be to increase focus on digital media and popular culture. Oh, good. 
What is it? Well, do they give an explanation for this in terms of what they mean? Of course, they want to. They want kids on devices, um, and the more kids are on devices, the more the less that they're playing outside, the less they're interacting with their peers or with their parents. Uh, digital devices make it possible for kids to be uh, preyed upon by the 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 trans pushers, the the rainbow jihad. We know that, um, and it's also a way for them to you know keep everything about culture because that's really where the battle. Is it's what we're facing? The war that we've got going on uh, is a cultural war. It's about about Marxism trying to shred our American culture, and the the front of this is with our children. And it, you know, I I saw a documentary a few years ago that was done by by Lisa Ling, and it was actually a TV show that she did. And she did an expose on all these these uh, far lefties up in Northern California that are behind all of our gaming, all the social media sites. And it was it, her while the show was more specific about children getting addicted to gaming. Bob, she she talked about how these all the tech people behind the social media and the gaming they intentionally design all these digital devices and everything and all the software packages to get. Kids addicted to them, but not. But there's a school that was set up in Northern California to where all these tech gurus send their kids there, and no devices are allowed in the school. I know, and for the teachers of English to to come out and oppose reading books and writing essays, you've got to be kidding! Oh my God! Well, yeah, because why would you think about it? I mean, why would you not want kids to be able to read? This is intentionally trying to hamper them because if if a kid can't read and if a kid can't write, what kind of jobs are they going to be able to do? Very little. They're going to be dependent on the government. They're going. This is all about churning out little incompetent. Uh, dependent kids, socialist soldiers for the state, who are then going to be told what jobs they're going to be do- that they're going to be doing by the commies in charge. Well, especially with a lot of your fast food, low level end jobs, Andrea, that are going to automation, they have less and less to be able to to do right off the bat. Right. So it's just going to make it's just another aspect of, of of how these kids are are being set up for failure and going forward in life. Absolutely. Well, here's some more. The union and public school advocates in Ohio have filed suit against the state, saying that the $2 billion spent on private schools is unconstitutional since it creates two school systems. Over 100 public schools have joined this action. Of course, the supporters say it provides a valuable opportunity for vulnerable students to have an option in education at the choice of their parents. So they have school choice in Ohio, and it's being attacked as unconstitutional. Well... (laughs) Uh, first of all, the Department of Education, did our founders put the Department of Education in our system? Did, did they say, I'm not an expert on the Constitution, Bob Walters. I'm not aware that it says that that you have a right to to be provided a public education paid for by the taxpayers and that the United States government gets to control it. And you don't have a choice as to whether or not you put your kid in a private or a public school. I'm not aware of that being in the Constitution. But since, the, since yeah, it's, it's not, right? Um nope. But they don't. In fact, our our government, our government, and our country was founded on the idea of competition, free market, and that included the free market of ideas and the free market of education, which is a part of the free market of ideas. And that's every that's a key aspect of our society and our culture that the left wants to to destroy. And it makes me really sad that school choice didn't pass here in California. Well, we still working. Got some hope for the future in California. 
Anyway, LA Unified School District hired 17 teachers, 1,700 teachers this past year without full credentials for the school year. <laughs> they have a program that allows new hires to teach without credentials, but are going through an internship program and enter a teacher's <laughs> intention program for months. Oh my God. Yeah, How because I want someone not fully qualified out. teaching my child. Yeah, then they're given a $5,000 signing bonus at the end of two years of being trained how to be a teacher. But meantime, they're assigned a class that they're allegedly doing teaching in. It just, it's just, it's crazy. This is the same district that just fired 496 teachers for noncompliance with the vaccine mandate. Well, because that's what it is. It's about getting rid of any of the independent, non-Marxist commie teachers and bringing in ones that don't have credentials so that they can be trained up to be basically spewing the Black Lives Matter, which is an Antifa Marxist philosophy. Got to remember in L.A. County, they were the ones that said, we're not going to reopen the schools until you fulfill our, our requirements. And they were all straight off the Black Lives Matter website. It was universal income, equity. None of it had anything to do with COVID, but they ha- they kept the kids hostage to their Black Lives Matter demands. And so they're going to bring in school teachers that didn't even get credentials. And and their credentials now are going to be their ability to do um, exercises during the day, like t- how to teach kids to do a, a Black Lives Matter rally. That's what they're yeah, being credentialed in. It's not teach them how to read or do math, but no. teach how to be activists. We've got about two minutes left. Did you have anything okay. you wanted to share uh, in school choice or we the kids or anything? Yeah, but I got one final thing. Okay. Ray Schuyler, a first grade teacher at Brooke Rosendale Charter School in Boston, told four to five year olds that she is transgender and that doctors, when a baby is born, are only guessing at what sex <laughs> they are. <laughs> I'd throw that in. That's a quickie. Uh, yeah, doctors guess what sex somebody is. Um, think about this. Think about a teacher, which is supposed to be. There's supposed to be. Where Where did the credentials? Did that teacher come from? Because that teacher evidently didn't get credential credentialed on basic science. Got a minute left, Bob? Okay, uh, I want to urge everybody to continue thinking about supporting WeTheKids.us. You can look it up. WeTheKids.us. They're great at teaching kids history and American. Um, culture that is not being taught in public schools. And now they just made a deal so that anybody who's got an old or beat up car can donate it to this charity, wethekids.com. They get a full tax write off for it and the money from the sale when they, you know, disassemble the car and sell the pieces and parts stays with We the Kids, helps support them. Awesome. So the tax write off and they get money in their charity. Wethekids.us. Think about it if you've got an old car. All right, okay. Bob. All right. Yes. Thank you so much, Bob Walters. Appreciate you so much for what you're doing for the kids. And we, there is progress being made, even though we ended on some not so great <laughs> topics there. Hey, uh, we are wrapping up. This is hour one of the Andrea K show wrapping up, but hour two is on its way. And hopefully so are you. So come on back with us. 888-344-1170. This is the Andrea K show on AM 1170. The answer, San Diego. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.